The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale are here And what you missed during the break I told you this schedule is as if they didn't consult Clyde One Super Scoreboard When they come up with these fixture times today Celtic have started very, very quickly Inside 2024 Less than 60 seconds on the clock When Dyson Maeda raced in Put the ball into the back of the net in Paisley And Celtic lead St Mirren by a goal to nil A dream start, Hugh Keevans Yeah, uh, even though Dyson made a You know, gave the goalkeeper a chance of uh, saving it But it's going right through the goalkeeper uh, Terrific start from Celtic They have begun on the front foot They have clearly absorbed the manager's message About don't allow the win over Rangers uh, To be your effort for the week Get back out there and get something done in this game because they know that Rangers have won three one, and Celtic have started in the fashion in which the manager really wanted them to do. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I know it's Tuesday and you're thinking, what's going on here? Super scoreboards on and there's games happening. It's a bit weird at this time of year. I think everyone. Can sympathise with that But you can phone in You can let us know What you made of Today's games 01419511025 And please do Rangers fans How big a win was that To bounce back from The defeat to Celtic And take you in To the winter break What did you make of Your new boy Fabio Silva Did you see enough Or are you going to have to wait Todd Cantwell scoring Did that impress you Ross McCausland Anything else That you want to comment on Please get those calls Over to his Motherwell fans Losing a very, very late goal to throw away all three points at Hibs. How frustrating is that? And we'll keep taking you through St Mirren against Celtic as well, where Celtic have made oh, it to have they? Yeah. Yes, they have. Let me give you one of these. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. A blistering start in Paisley, and it's arguably... Well, it's definitely Celtic's top player of the first half of the season. Maybe the league's is Matt O'Reilly. Collects it in the box Nice footwork Slots it low And inside six minutes It's St Mirren Nil It's great Celtic play by two. Bernardo oh, You've got to see yeah. Terrific turn He could have shot his cell But Unselfishly He just lays it on to O'Reilly Takes a touch And gives the goalkeeper No chance We said this would be A difficult fixture They're certainly making it Look easy to say Yeah tonight. Bernardo and O'Reilly Really yeah. doing well there Brilliant. Blowing St Mirren Off the park uh, I go back to the point about Bernardo Prior to Dens Park on Boxing Day He wouldn't have kept them But he scored against Dundee Scored against Rangers Made that goal for O'Reilly O'Reilly's composure Absolutely top drawer And uh, Well there's, there's one way of uh, responding to your win over Rangers And that's to be even better in the next game And Celtic are certainly trying their level best to be just that yeah, without doubt they're at it. You can see the intensity, the pace is there, how quick they're moving the ball, but runners off the ball as well. I think it was Cal McGregor just took the St Mirren defence away there to open up for Palma to play into Bernardo and and he does the rest with a nice little turn. So seven minutes in, really, really positive stuff from Celtic. One hundredth appearance today for Matt O'Reilly for Celtic. Um I figured next week, maybe the end of this week, start of next week we could do some sort of Half season awards For a bit of fun mm, Just a bit yeah, of fun ah, good idea. Super scoreboard Since it's going to be A bit quieter And if and when We do get round to A player of the first half Of the year I think he'll be right up there I, th- I think I think Brendan Rodgers Has got to Chew a lot of credit For that Gordon He came in He's tweaked it a little bit With O'Reilly He gets forward A lot more now He gets into Dangerous position He's a clever player 
Uh, he's not scoring the goals because it's luck. He's, his timing of the run is absolutely mm. brilliant. And he's a very, very good finisher, you've got to say. So I think Brendan Rodgers must take a pat in the back for um, you know what he's getting out of Riley just now. He's been absolutely terrific. I wonder how Riley McGree feels. <laughs> the the, the one, one that got away. Yeah, the one who should have been Matt O'Reilly, but who decided he would rather go to Middlesbrough, who yesterday lost 3-1 at home to Coventry City. Uh, his agent must be a real top drawer. Mm. Daz is right, though, about the manager. There was a lot made about Matt O'Reilly's comments at the start of the season about the differences between Ange Postacoglu and Brendan Rodgers and how personable Brendan Rodgers was in comparison to Postacoglu. Now, it's not been the case with a lot of players that you see the results of that on the pitch, but Matt Riley certainly won. So sometimes players need to feel loved, they need to feel wanted. Um, and obviously the, the work that's been done on the training pitch has obviously helped O'Reilly as well. It's up to the player to then go and deliver that. He certainly has. He's been player of the season for me so far what about Ange a bit upset the other night wasn't yeah. he went to fight mm, people I didn't really see him square going in right. the touch line up one of your family at Hugmanay and yeah, <laughs> when they've had too many, too many. Ah. he went through every old firm game every cup final every this that the other and the best you got was a little twitch of his mouth oh, oh, oh that's that's again. I thought Celtic had scored a third it's as offside. good a chance as any and it was a Curling ball yeah, I think the flag was up Kyogo mm. Couldn't provide the finish Anyway uh, But it looked like A golden chance Yeah he's off well, I wouldn't be too oh, sure yeah, nah, oh. I wouldn't be too sure But anyway It didn't go in So there we are um, 01419511025 Rangers fans What did you make Of that game today Let us know Motherwell fans Anyone else That's out there On the 3 o'clock games Think of it as like A Saturday evening That's kind of where we are And we're actually on An extra hour for you tonight We're here until 7 so we kind of need you to get in touch and let us know what is on your mind because otherwise I'll be well, stuck get you on the decks like uh, George because he's not because it's not a Saturday Hugh get the get the records out <laughs> oh, yeah. in the mix with Keevans get a bit of Tony Bennett on <laughs> off and running <laughs> yeah, could well do that you forgot we were on till seven, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I could see yeah. the look in your face. Yeah, I, I, I was counting down the minutes on that clock here, thinking, "Oh, it's eleven minutes past five. Not long to go now." <laughs> I've got a real decision to make here as to whether I admit that I was the same, <laughs> really? pretend that I had it all under control. <laughs> you think I would know? Um, oh yeah, I love being on. Chance for St Mirren here. Yes, there's a shout. There you are, Celtic fans, St Mirren fans. We're here till seven, so you can talk about the game with us as it goes. You might be able to. Squeeze in your full-time thoughts You can certainly squeeze in your half-time thoughts But in the meantime We're probably best looking back On the three o'clock matches But you cannot grumble with this start from Celtic, Mark uh, No, without doubt I, I mean, like I said, the intensity is there And that was a big message probably from Brendan Rodgers Because he keeps going on about the ball speed And how that's let him down But especially this game Coming off the back of that one against Rangers It's sometimes difficult when you hit such a high just a couple of days ago to then replicate that in a smaller ground against lesser opposition. But they've started brilliantly and Maeda is getting in for fun. He's got to do better there, Mark. He has got to do better. He's got to do better. He absolutely kills a full-back. Great ball with Johnson just inside him. He's got all the time, all the room. He's got to get his head up and pick out a better pass. I'm loving the pace of this game. It's a good pace. See when it comes to Celtic or probably Rangers as well but keep it specific since we're on about Celtic is it really all about the speed of play Mark because the nature of our league when you turn up in a fixture even if Celtic are in bad form and even if the other team's in good form 
Because of the way we are set up Celtic are always going to have better players than their opponent Like yeah. like always Every single ground that they go to And you can debate amongst yourselves about Ibrox But that's always going to be the way So that Is that like the only Is that like the main failing? Is that is that the difference between Going to these games and struggling And going and doing what you should ultimately do? Well not just on the ball The speed of play But movement off it as well To drag the opponent you know, out of position and then playing the right passes at the right pace. If you think of the poorer Celtic performances this season and you look at them in possession and it goes side to side and it's it's easy to defend against and it's easy for teams to get in and set up against you, as we're just looking at a chance here for St Mirren, then that's where Celtic's failings have been. The games that they've started quickly, you've got runners off the ball, you've got Pinpoint accuracy with your passes And they're a great way Those are the games that the bone teams away And within 12 minutes that's been the case here at St Mirren A bit of a warning sign Gordon um, Scales who's been excellent Obviously bit of a mistake from him And a, not not a, not a great Attempt at pace by Mike Navrotsky To go and collect the ball And that allowed a younger to, that, uh, St Mirren to get the chance That worried me I looked at, I looked at that I, like Mark uh, highlights it He's decent coming out with the ball, good passer and everything. The one thing I think he does lack is that pace. we just seen it in the box there. He's favourite to go and get that ball. He's nowhere near it. St Mirren player just gets in front of him and it's a dangerous position. He needs to read. If, if he's not get that blistering pace, he's got to be a good reader of the game. Although, to be fair, he's the one that then you know puts mm. the striker off. He's, he obviously relies on his, his kind of one-on-one defending when he's able to stand him up. Yeah, I think I think that's a plus for him. I think he's uh, he's probably a very good one v one defender. He's got to be because he's not pacey at all. And we're seeing him come now here. He's comfortable coming out and linking up the play as well, which is a big part of what Brendan Rodgers is trying to do: get his centre halves into the middle of the part, do the overloads. You're talking about the pace at Celtic play, but you've got, still got to look at their league campaign. That's fifty two goals this season already. So they obviously do something right, but that would have to be a concern for me with Navrotsky. The, the the complete lack of pace. You get caught out time and time again. But anyway, the the most important thing for Celtic was that they built on the win over Rangers, and the Rangers fans who had looked at their team winning three one will still be in the car park trying to get away from Ibrooks, knowing that Celtic are now two up this early in the game. So. In general terms, it's been a terrific start for Celtic. There's his lack of pace there. Oh, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's 10 yards in front of him. Yeah. He's got to be. Listen, I, I think I, I must see something different from Nervoski for you, Pierre. I, I, Do you think he's got pace? I'm not saying he's got pace, but well, it's almost like you are waiting for him to do something catastrophic. You've got to judge him for what you see, not for what you've not seen him. Mark, Mark, I judged him because I don't think he's got pace, right? And I think that you would agree with that. I judged him by saying he's, he's positives, the way he can come out, the way he reads the game, he's comfortable at passing. So I'm not sitting here just trying to... You know, criticise a lad. All I said was, I think that he needs to be a good reader of the game because of his lack of pace. And I'm correcting that. And you no, know I'm correct. Not everybody could be as quick as you. Well, that's true. Even Boyle, Martin Boyle, wasn't as quick as me. <laughs> Even but the sprinter, what's he called? <laughs> Alan Wells. <laughs> Wells. <laughs> the gold medalist. Ewan Wells in the start line. Yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed that we don't see more footballers racing sprinters. 
Well, in the days, that's uh, the, the old days of Meadow Bank, away you go and take your chances. Alan was very impressed that day, but I've got to say, I think Celtic... What sort of animal do you think you've been as quick as? <laughs> that's a great Cheetah. question. Where would you pick that? Cheetah. Cheetah. Listen, that's, that's too cliche, too obvious, and we know you're not as fast as a cheetah. Right, so give okay. me something more, like a like a dairy cow or something. Do you know what I mean? Something nah, like relatable. No, An I, ox. I, no I, I, well... I'll tell you A Labrador or I wasn't I wasn't We have to look at something That starts quick Because my burst was Unbelievable Right Right I wasn't the one easy A sheep Taking five, <laughs> ten yards uh, A fox No a fox Foxes are no. quick Fox quick Aye oh, As soon as you scare them As soon as you see one They're away Yeah But they've not got stamina I've not, I didn't have stamina No I, I think that could have. be you then A fox mm. But fox in a box they're not made this up. Did they not get a rugby one of those rugby players to race a cheetah a few years ago? Remember that? No, nope. they done that. Brian Habana, the South Africa winger. Did I think they? I think he raced a cheetah. I'm sure he did. What did they tell the cheetah? Uh, right. chased a, listen, chased a bit of steak on a string <laughs> or something. Yeah, off, the, off the Serengeti plane, you're racing I'm that sure, guy. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Strap a piece of meat to him. Well, here's the worry. If, <laughs> I've made, one. if I've made that up, I don't know <laughs> from how the my, jungle, the cheetah. I don't know how my brain works if I, if I have made that up, but I'll YouTube it. Whilst you've we get been the bored calls. one day at yeah. school and thought, I wonder YouTube. what he could beat, and it's just it's just came to light there. He's not googling it. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, you talk about the game while Gordon. Stephen Robinson looks important. like a man who has seen a ghost. This admitted manager can't quite believe what's happening. His side, their lack of pace and inability to read the game is catching about time and time again. And the Celtic two up, eighteen minutes in, and it might even have been more. So, I can't remember a game this season. Where Celtic started this brightly, this early. Oh, there we are. Brian Habana versus Cheetah. The yes, ultimate race true. for survival. Uh, on is, it is it on YouTube? It I'm going to watch that when yeah. I go. 100 metres, apparently. 100 metres? Oh, don't ruin it for me. I don't, don't, want, ruin it. I don't want to give you the big spoiler. Right, the rugby player didn't the one, I would guarantee that. He's still alive. He didn't eat him. Yeah, yeah. Swallowed him in line. Anyway, I did tell you it's a bit different today. Kind of sounds like a Saturday show if you like We've had 3 o'clock games We do have a 5 o'clock game just to confuse things But most importantly You can give us a call and let us know what's on your mind As Alan has done Alan, what stood out then? What did you make of Ibrox today? Well, um, I'm very happy Oh, by the way uh, All the best for everybody there uh, Happy New Year to you all Thanks for letting me on Thanks Alan, same to you uh, Just to say that I'm happy with the result there at 40 minutes, I would never give Rangers a chance we've been scoring. The fifth of a son, I can't see a scoring here. I'd be lucky if there's one goal in it. But then the two quick goals before half-time uh, made the big difference there. Uh, don't get me wrong, Kilmarnock played really well. They played uh, to suit themselves there. They stopped us for scoring there. Uh, we'd, we had never had a shot at the goal until we scored there. But uh, the second half, what a big difference there. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that all the sceptics were always going a bit. Rangers never get penalties against them. Well, VAR proved it there. And it was a penalty, by the way, as far as I was concerned. Uh, the people around me all said exactly the same. Uh, so that proves the sceptics wrong, that uh, Rangers do get penalties against them. But to score straight after it, to make it 3-1, that stopped Kilmarnock right away in there. But I'm happy at the end of the day with the result. Well done, Rangers. Uh, now, we'll move on probably the end of the month now. But uh, thanks, gentlemen. Well, don't worry. You don't have to go so soon. We'll keep you on for a bit of conversation. Thanks for letting me on. Yeah, timing can be everything, can't it? You, and Alan 
was right Once it ticked towards The kind of late 30s 40 minutes Maybe Rangers fans I'm not saying are panicking But maybe thinking yeah. well, Could it be one of those days But if you get the two Before half time It just changes everything Well we were having that debate uh, During the match That uh, you know Kilmarnock had made such an attempt of giving Rangers a game uh, and it was successful they had a one-on-one Vassell on Butland and Vassell uh, did the, the reasonably well but Butland was up to it with a good save and at that point you thought well Derek McInnes has sent them out with the right attitude right tactics and this could be a really long afternoon but then then came two terrific goals from Rangers and you know even though it eventually went 2-1 on the back of the penalty uh, I don't think there was ever any doubt About who was going to win And Alan St. He's a Rangers fan He's got no problem with the penalty award I think everyone knows that type Don't you? You know they're getting given yeah, yeah, You kind of yeah. think What's John Souter meant to do? But listen, we, we should be Experienced enough now And you almost just need to take them Without doubt I mean I always sympathise With the defenders Like I say Because In my shoes I'd be the same What do I do? But it's a penalty kick And it was stuck away nicely um, but Alan's right the, the response from Rangers was key at that point Because I've played in those games before You've just been beaten in the Derby game You're going against a team that's in the top half of the table Playing well Making things very difficult for you um, And it's teetering on the edge a bit And when once you get that third goal It was plain sailing from there Did we get to see enough of Fabio Silva, Alan To make a snap judgement either way? It's kind of hard to judge there. We've only come on for the last, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes there. But uh, it's just introduced to the new uh, uh, the team there. So I, I think there could be a lot of potential there. Uh, give them a chance to get the next game in there, put them on for the start or even a full second half there. Uh, we'll see how he gets on there. But, uh, no, it's uh, it's introduced into the crowd. He must have walked out and gone, a full house. Oh, what am I playing here? So that encouragement for him as well You're a good man Alan Thank you for taking the time The phone lines are open Alan giving us his assessment Of the game At Ibrox today In Paisley were 22 gone St Mirren nil Celtic 2 Two very early goals And Celtic look in the mood We'll take more of your calls next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 26 and a half gone St Mirren nil Celtic 2 Any updates to bring us Hugh Keevans Because well, Gordon Mark and I Have been watching yeah, Humans sure. racing cheaters yeah, the by the way. <laughs> So if you yeah. want to tell us What's actually been happening Well I don't think Joe Hart's actually Touched the ball with his hands yet uh, Celtic continue to Take the game to St Mirren they ought, they ought to be Further in front Than the two that they have um, But they've got an interesting Free kick now uh, The St Mirren defence And they know it They're arguing with each other they are being pulled apart far too easily. Uh, and there's certainly no mistake about that foul on Louis Palmer. So it's everything that Brendan Rodgers would have wished for other than there should be more than two goals. I think Marcus Fraser's right. You see the skipper St Mirren there just having a go at the midfielders in front of him for their track runners. That's several times the midfield for St Mirren have just dropped Bernardo or O'Reilly and their reaction has been so poor. If you're starting like that against Celtic You have no chance I think you've got to be careful This game could be away for you Within the first half Ooh, Ooh, Celtic flash ahead or just past the post It was Kyogo Yeah I, f- I fancy him He's had one or two little half chances today He's looked sharp 
I fancy him Can Alistair Johnson oh, gamble at the back post? To. He's at the back post for that reason Just to gamble off the first contact And Kyogo would do well to score from there It's the second one Round the back Johnson's got a tap in if he keeps going There must have been something flawed about Alistair Johnson's training methods When he was a kid you know, Exactly but, Yeah Bad education Yeah Well I worked in his defensive side And he's used to the ball <laughs> And you can see, obviously, you taught him that. What he well, did he's, his inside pass to Maeda early on was just. He's used to the ball, right? Okay, uh, uh, remember his cross uh, in the uh, second half against uh, Rangers, where it actually well, cleared speaking, yard line. Speaking of Alistair, speaking of Alistair Johnson, one of the great ongoing jokes on this show is the time that Mark O'Hara came in here. Yeah. He left his girlfriend sitting in the car, <laughs> and we couldn't believe it. They've just zoomed in on the crowd, and there are the pair of them sitting. So it's good to know she's been let out of the car tonight, because I couldn't have that on my conscience again. Let's hope that's his girlfriend. Well, exactly. Oh. This guy Cameron's have done her in. <laughs> Imagine her sitting in the car watching. That is one of my favourite genres of social media viral clip. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's not a great one at like a spa. Spanish game or something Aye. So it zooms in on a guy And he's got his arm round And the look in his face Just says everything you need to know And the arm <laughs> immediately comes off just, uh, uh. That's how I don't go to games now anyway. <laughs> when, I, when I first started to go to Wimbledon Many years ago they, they employed people Newspapers employed people With heavy binoculars To train on the centre court To see who was sitting with Who nah, they were listen, And then, and then say Rope caught him and they get the snappers around there take a photograph busted you know the story after that Gaza. <laughs> I, I've been there many times I don't mind if they're looking at their best I, I've, I've no problem <laughs> whatsoever but um, right let's go back to the phones because Willie's on the line he's a Rangers fan what about you today Willie what did you think of it uh, having you here lads how you doing yeah, same to you thank you all good can I just say before I start, uh, I never got a chance to come back the other week uh, when, uh, as I say, Mark and his boys are looking for something today and tours in Glasgow. Why does he not go and visit the new uh, Rangers Museum? Great and, show. And read about really. real history and see, it's all interactive and everything. I think you'll really enjoy it. Do you think he'd get welcomed in? Well. Does he wear a hard hat? No, I don't get <laughs> Actually, I need a hard hat if I turn up to that. Is it free as well? No, it's a tenor, mate. Oh, you can't afford oh, that. This is true. You, 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 you went. You were viral. You were a famous uh, participant in the Central Station tour a couple Aye. of weeks ago. Oh, it was amazing. So amazing. Willie is suggesting you go down to Edmonton. I Henderson. like all museums. Uh, I do, but including go along. Um, I, I think I'm busy. I'm busy this year. Well, Willie, we'll, we'll try and twist his arm. What did you make of today? I obviously I'm a bit happier. Uh, as I say, it was looking a bit iffy again. You know, it could have been one of the days at half time. Uh, it was good to see that that boy Silver getting on. I don't know much about him, but I was reading the day in the paper. I don't know if you've seen it or not. You've seen it. That Paulo Sergio, remember him? It was a house manager. I do, yeah. Maybe six, seven seasons ago. I remember him well. Yeah. Aye, well, he reckons he's not. He's not an out and out number nine. He needs a partner. So whether that would maybe be Dessers who's playing a bit better, or even Cantwell. They might be a great pairing. I don't know what you think. You know, I, I think you, know? uh, you could see enough today that he's certainly not an out-and-out striker. Um, Already? We've gone, we gone pigeonholed well, in 15 the, minutes. You know, Willie asked for my opinion, and I'm giving Willie my opinion. You may have a different one. Well, it's not that I do. It's just you said we've seen enough, and I'm just wondering if we have. Uh, that, was was a, that was the royal we. We, <laughs> we being folk Here from... fire, go for we it. We being folk don't from Bears Day. now, mate. Uh, he doesn't look like what Willie would 
recall to mind the Chris Boyds, the Nacho Novos, the Alan McCoys, but he's, he's certainly not that Willie, is he? Funnily enough, talking about Alan McCoy and Chris Boyd, none of the two of them could play up, sale, up, up front or sell. Kenny Muller could, and he did for Scotland umpteen times. Boyd couldn't play up front himself, and neither could McCoy. Think about it. Uh, Gordon, we, we, we didn't see very much. No. I, if, if people can have made a judgment, fair play to them. But I, I'm just no. He, he looks able. Like, right, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you where Hugh and Willie's going with this. He's not just the, you know, the McCoy's was a box player, right? Everything he came alive in the box and like Kyogo. Sometimes you don't see Kyogo for long spells of a game, and then you just lights up the, the the game a movement in the box. He tends, Silver tended, when I was watching him, he likes to link up the play, he likes to come a little bit deeper, he likes to run at defenders. I thought for his 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I thought he'd done all right, Gordon. Uh, it's a hard one for him coming on. It was it was a difficult game as well, but it was at home. The boy would have probably been a bit nervous as well, maybe trying a little bit too hard. But look, that's him settled in now, um, and it'll be interesting once he gets his first goal. That's what he needs. When you go to Rangers and you're a centre-forward, and all the talks about the big price tags and everything that goes along with that, just getting their goals mm. gives you so much confidence. How would you sum up where Rangers are at then, Willie, as we head into this break? Well, I mean, you look at that, the, the handball of David Souter. I mean, as soon as beating, cheating beating goes to that monitor, you know it's a penalty. Steady, right? Willie, come on, because he's no, not here to defend right. himself. Well, then you get me in bother. Allegedly, but at the end of the day, as soon as he goes to the monitor, you know what I mean, whether he's not sure or whatever. But what's Sir supposed to do? He's going to ground. What can he do with his arm? It's not an unnatural position. And uh, talking about defending with Gordon, uh, Alistair Johnson, I mean, he was used to playing body basketball. That's how he used to put the ball out on Saturday. This is the thing, right? And whether it is about Alistair Johnson or John Souter, let's not act like we're we're new to this. This handball thing has been happening for for a few years, and since VAR came in in the microscope... Willie might not think that was an unnatural position John Beaton does And I, I do think lots of other refs Would mark yep. But again Some sort of caveat Whatever it is You've said it as well You're a defender If you're kind of going down the line like that And you slide to block a ball Your hand's kind of bound to come up Refs Lawmakers IFAB Whatever They don't seem to care So by modern standards I don't think that that one today was hugely controversial. No, no. Even if, even if you want to say where's John Souter supposed to put his hand? Not at all. Uh, I mean, refs don't take that into consideration uh, now. And like, if you're asking me about the rules, I do think it's unfair, and maybe it should be reformed in some way. But I don't know how we get there. But that is just laws. And look, when you look at Rangers over the, the years, Connor Golson springs to mind anyway. There's been a few of his handballs that maybe. Could have went the other way that they've got away with. So, look, today's was a penalty, no doubt about it. Um, so there's no point in complaining about that. Well, it's the first penalty Rangers have conceded in the league for two years. You can hardly accuse the referee. To me, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's deliberate handball, right? That's what it was. I mean, Gordon will tell you, he was a football player. Mark was a football player. I only played with the school in BB. I was never good enough, unfortunately. A deliberate handball is what a penalty is. To me, they're no deliberate. 
I mean, the ball hits off you. And as far as Golson goes, I'm not going to defend Golson because he's only centre half. I know that's fair to hit the ball. I put his face in front of the ball. It is difficult because that's the reason they changed it because the notion of deliberate. How do you know? Exactly. You know? <laughs> who del- who really deliberately handballs it? You get well, the odd the, one. The, the guys in the goal line who it's the last ditch yeah. save, and you don't see much of them what, anymore. What, what would they do? The ref goes up and says, "Did you do that deliberately?" No. <laughs> All right. No penalty. Definitely not. Away no. we go. Yeah. Um, but I, I do get. What Willie means The notion of At least trying to come up With what was deliberate I think Willie is of a, a vintage Like myself Yeah I agree with that Hugh I've got to say that as well Where You know yeah. He can't understand Why that's a penalty mm-hmm. But In the here and now And we're not Back in the day We are in the here and now It's a penalty Seven days a week Yeah I don't think it falls Into that category Where you're thinking You know This is chaos What mm-hmm. You know The handball rules A complete bin fire It doesn't doesn't probably quite fall into that one, it has to be said. But anyway, thank you to Willie on the line. It's 01419511025. Keep your calls coming, your thoughts on today's games. There's an evening game as well. Celtic still 2 0 up and still very comfortable, it has to be said. Not necessarily battering down the door for a third, but very comfortable. No, but if uh, there's another goal coming, you've got to favour Celtic here. Um, I agree with you. I've hardly seen Joe Hart being involved. St Mirren haven't offered a lot going forward. Um, there've been one or two chances for Celtic falling about the box that, you know, Kyogo as I say there, but uh, balls out. Um, but Kyogo, well, we flick Alistair Johnson maybe should have got in the back and finished it off. But if there's another goal coming, I would probably say Celtic are favourites. And to yet, get it. the two nothing, as you well know, Gordon, it can sometimes be awkward. You know that Celtic are all over them, but have not added to that uh, whirlwind start that they made. And therefore, it only takes that one moment where submit and get a goal and all of a sudden you're under a bit of pressure well more to come from Paisley and more of your calls next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson Gordon Dale Hugh Keevans all here it feels like a Saturday but it's not really but what it means is we're looking back on an afternoon fixture card and asking you what you made of it 0141 951 1025 Rangers fans How happy are you? What about the big talking points From the game? Fabio Silva's debut Todd Cantwell scoring Anything else? John Souter's penalty Conceded Get your thoughts in Motherwell fans You were 2-1 up In the dying minutes At Easter Road Had to settle for a 2 all draw And we'll hear from some of the Managers involved as well And we are ticking towards Half time in Paisley Where Celtic leads St Mirren By two goals to nil We'll get Andrew McLean's halftime report. That might be a good opportunity. Celtic fans, you could call in at halftime. Let us know what you've made of the first half. It's been extremely comfortable up to this point, Gordon. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very professional uh, performance for the first 42 minutes, scoring a few. I said to Brendan Rodgers, because they've dominated most of the possession. They look dangerous. They got off to a terrific start. They've got that cushion of 2-0. They're looking sharp. They're looking to add to that. Defensively, they've been solid. Uh, St Mirren have caused no problems at all. So I think right now, Brendan Rodgers will be a very happy Celtic manager. You know, the difference I see today and Saturday as well is, is a, a Taylor. Taylor just tidying up. It was a through ball. Joe Hart came out. He ties up. The difference is that the Celtic players are trying to play that forward pass a lot quicker. Now, with Brendan Rodgers' size, historically and when he's came here many games, Slow build up Side to side To drag teams out To try and get in behind them then But On Saturday And Today 
you see Alistair Johnson, you've seen Greg Taylor, you've seen McGregor, look for that midfield runner, look for Maeda in behind or Palma in behind and they've got success from it. So much, much better. Kind of throwback to what Postacoglu's teams were like. Couple of passes and then that decisive pass through. Yeah, looking forward to hearing from some of today's managers as well. Remember Derek Adams of Morecambe are a hundred times better than Ross County fame. Well, they lost heavily at home to Aberdeen. Barry Robson was apparently a man under pressure going into today. Um, but again, that 3-0 win, how will he be feeling? Joe Hart's just taking a sore one as he comes mm. and punches the Two ball Celtic away. Two Celtic players down, Gordon. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Hart and I think Alistair Johnson um, booking for that challenge on Joe Hart. Um, David Martindale, another defeat for Levy. They're toiling. What will he have to say? Stephen Naismith's usually got something on his mind as well. So it'll be good to hear from some of them. Look back on the game at Ibrox and reflect on this first half at Paisley. So, oh, oh dear. Tell you what. What. It's an honest challenge by the St Mirren striker Olisanya. He sticks out a foot to just try and get the ball, but he does catch Joe Hart in the face. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. That's a sore one. That looked a real sore one. He got booked for it. They have a look at no, this. No yeah, of course they'll have a look, yeah. yeah. I've always mm. I've always had a a bit of a slight bit of sympathy for refs because see the way the rules are written when you talk about endangering an opponent. I mean how how could that not be yeah. endangering yeah. an opponent? But at the same time, you can totally see what he's doing. A cross comes in, he's not even looking at Joe Hart. The foot goes up and Joe Hart sort of stoops to his yeah. level. I was gonna say the foot's you couldn't class the foot as high, could you? Because you're right, Joe Hart is stooping down. So it's different if he's standing, Joe Hart standing, that catches Joe Hart at standing height. I wouldn't be surprised if this is worse. Yeah, well, they're, they're obviously checking it, and the referee... Now, you can instruct us, Gordon, you oh, are so sure. encyclopedic in your knowledge of these matters. The booking has already been given. Do you simply upgrade yeah, yeah, if you Yeah, think? yeah, no, that, VAR can do that, for sure. Um, I think he, he, If it's worthy of a straight red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course, I think he's I, in trouble. I think, I think he's in trouble. I really do if, I he think goes to the, if he goes to the monitor He's in trouble Yeah we all know What's mm. happening here Joe Hart is up And he's fine And he's not made too much Of a Tell you about his face. Side his face, so. meal of it. Yeah I'm not surprised Side his face was that a red was mark. a real got, sore one mark. A size 10 on it <laughs> yeah, yeah he's going He's going to the monitor Stephen Robinson Knows he, it He's got his best Funereal face on Yeah Stephen Robinson Turns away in disgust Because when the referee Goes to the monitor It usually means One thing And you can Totally see both sides of this. If you catch Joe Hart in the face with your boot, it's, it's it has a, to be endangering. It's the way his foot there is going. Mm, yeah, that's that's endangering yeah, opponent. Yeah, yeah. it's higher than that. So I initially thought that's, as well. That's a red card. That's a red all day long. Complete accident, but that's not like we've said. It's off. Going back to handball, it, 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 people will always bang on about intent. It's not in the rules, and it's not about intent. It's it's about various other boxes to be ticked. All, all credit to Joe Hart as well. And Joe also, Hart doesn't make also, a big also, yeah. See if you think about this in the context of a, you know, like a, a standard tackle on the ground. He's late. Joe yeah. Hart gets the ball first, yeah. um, and I think it yeah. is going to be yep yellow card. Is going to yep. It's going to go back in the pocket, and St Mirren right on down the stroke of half time are going to go down to ten men. Yellow card rescinded, and red card comes out. St Mirren are down to ten. We sort of knew that was going to happen. Once the VAR check took on a certain turn, Olasanya is gutted. He knows that it was one of those incidents you go and dangle your foot in that area. Mm. He caught Joe Hart flush in the face, Gordon. I'm not sure. Yeah, listen. Too see, many complaints. See, when you're, you're, you're getting brought up and coached as a strike, 
coaches will tell you take a chance, get in early, yep. try. But and that's what. But unfortunately, it's the way, the pace, everything about it endangered the opponent. I feel for a lad, right? I really do. But it's a correct decision. Yeah. Yeah, no way around it. Uh, so now you have a situation whereby Celtic are two goals up and it's 11 v 10. Now, when it was 11 v 10 against Rangers, uh, Brendan Rodgers said his one only concern about the game was the way Celtic managed it when they had the numerical advantage and he, he felt they didn't handle it well. So we've got t- first half ending any second now and I think in the dressing room Brendan Rodgers will be making that point. It's how you handle this now. Yeah, without doubt, and again, all about speed of play, try to move St Mirren's 10 men uh, or, or 9 outfield players around the pitch as best they can. They've done it well here, but poor ball from Alistair Johnson at the edge of the box. But um, a much simpler task now for Celtic. I know it's simple when it's two up, but he's right, the score get players line. that you can tell just don't want to shoot. He should have Alistair yeah. Johnson all day long is screaming to be hit there God at the edge of the box. Yeah. Tries to flight this sort of delicate one into Kyogo goes over his head. Um Yeah, he certainly picked the wrong option. There's of that there's no doubt. That he's getting any good positions, he's been well. It's just half time. Half time in Paisley, Andrew McLean. So Mirror Nil, Celtic 2, the half-time score. It was a lightning quick start from Brendan Rodgers' side that set them on their way to what has been a very straightforward evening so far. The opener came before there was even 60 seconds on the clock. Matt O'Reilly threading a pass inside fullback Scott Tanzer. It was into the box. Dyson Maida ran onto it. He took a touch before putting it through the legs of Zach Hemming and into the net. Then inside six minutes, it was two. Paulo Bernardo with a lovely first-time turn in the box to take a defender out of the game. He skipped by another pass to Matt O'Reilly. He delayed the taking of a shot just to get himself a bit of space and a calm finish from him on his 100th Celtic appearance to make it 2-0. Almost a third from a Luis Palma free kick. Crossed into the box. Kyogo flicking the header towards the back post. Alistair Johnson really should have gambled at the back post to try and get a touch, but that one bounced wide. Matt O'Reilly also flashed a header wide from a corner as Celtic kept the pressure up they've had the majority of the ball they've had the territory very very comfortable in this game they'll maybe just hope that they can test Zach Hemming a few more times after that early flurry but it could be even harder for the host heading into the second half because right before the break a cross fired in from the left Joe Hart was diving out punched it away and as he did that Toyosu Olasanya came steaming in he was trying to challenge for the ball but caught Joe Hart on the face with his boot he was initially given a yellow card by referee David Monroe he was told to go to the screen by VAR Stephen McLean and on reflection that yellow card was upgraded to a red so the half time score here in Paisley is St Mirren nil, Celtic 2 we can look back on that right now Celtic fans what did you make of that first half 01419511025 St Mirren fans do you feel hard done by by the sending off pick up the phone let us know the winning team all season long is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson Hugh Keevans Gordon Deal are here doing many things at once reflecting on that first half at Paisley where Celtic leads St Mirren 2-0 St Mirren down to 10 men looking back on today's games and taking your calls 01419511025 Andrew McLean uh, is in Paisley Andrew Stephen Robinson looked pretty disappointed in the sending off What's the kind of, what was the kind of feeling like in the stadium? Yeah 
Yeah, well, the Sunderland fans weren't happy at all. I'm sure you could hear it when I was doing the half-time report that the officials were being booed off the park. And you only get one view in it from in here. It did look like quite a hefty collision just on that first viewing from a distance as well. And then when you see it back, you know, the studs do connect with the face of Joe Hart. It will come into that bracket of endangering opponent. That's why Stephen McLean, the VAR, will have sent David Monroe to the screen. I think there maybe was just an added frustration from the St Mirren fans because they'll have come into this game with a bit of optimism, the fact that they got that win at the weekend, the fact that they have had results against Celtic here previously but the game plan just goes out the window when you can see the goal in the first 60 seconds it then even further goes out the window when you can see the goal uh, again six minutes into the game so I think maybe just an added layer of frustration for Stephen Robinson and the St Mirren fans you could see Stephen Robinson, he turned round he put his head down as soon as David Monroe was called over to the screen, I think he knew what was coming Yeah it kind of reminds me a bit, remember David Turnbull got one was it in the last season, he kind of jumped up High, higher than that. To be fair, um, I think to be fair, caught the goalkeeper in the face. I keep seeing Hugh, a lot of people on social media, and it's a really understandable human reaction saying that's an accident. We are, the rules don't seem to make allowances for that. I mean, sometimes maybe it does look that way, but I, I don't. I don't see how you can take sides in this issue because it was endangering an opponent. That Joe Hart yeah. could have been very seriously injured there. Accidentally or otherwise He could have been very seriously injured uh, uh, The fans that Andrew McLean was speaking about Booing the, the referee They are not getting the benefit Of the close-ups that we are getting And on reflection They would have to agree The referee took the right course of action oh. Aided by VAR well, We don't agree on much by the looks of it Even those people who have seen it I suppose Mark, again, maybe another way to, to think about it Is that Imagine there's a ball played along the ground Joe Hart clears it And then Olisanya's studs accidentally yeah. Land midway up Joe Hart's shin yeah. You would still get a red for that And it was late And so I wonder if you apply that same logic And obviously when yeah. it comes to the head It's even more in terms of um, endangering an opponent But I think that also adds to You know if, it, if it's a complete 50-50 Which it seems initially But Joe Hart punches the ball away And then yeah. and then the boot hits him in the face I was going to make that exact point there That if we look at all red cards that are endangering an opponent, the majority, surely the majority, are accidental. We don't get many that players go into absolute, you know, hurt an opponent and a red carded. Everybody has got the best intentions of going for the ball. The, the, the bad thing for Alessania is that he missed times that Joe Hart gets here first and he clearly catches him with a straight leg into the face. So, of course, it's endangering an opponent. I feel for him, again, like Daz says, as a striker, he is entitled to try and get across the goalkeeper, but he mistimes it, and it's the correct decision. I, I totally agree. Um, I, when I watched it, and then I looked at the replay, I thought, yeah, he's endangered here. And uh, I think the referee got to the right decision uh, with the help of VAR, but it's a definite red card because it certainly endangered the goalkeeper. You can be partisan, but surely to goodness... You cannot look at an incident like that and not be fearful where the goalkeeper mm. is concerned because, and through no fault of the St Mirren player, he is genuinely going for the ball, but he, in the course of going for the ball, very mm. much endangers Joe Hart and it's a, a head knock and you, you, you simply cannot be partisan say, ah, so. to be fair though it doesn't have to be partisan by looking at social media Chris Sutton who's on television commentary doesn't think it was a red and if it was about partisanship I think we know which side he would fall on so 
not always necessarily about that. If if Sutty, if you said white, Sutty would say black. <laughs> anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. St Mirren fans, you can have your say on that issue. We can look back on today's football as well. Um, usual number, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. We're looking back in the game at Ibrox. Let's hear from Philippe Clement. That it was a really good performance uh, against the team that I respect a lot. Um, they won three out of the four old firms until now this season. Um, it's a difficult team to break also because they, they play really well structured, organized, with a lot of uh, physicality, but in a positive way, I mean that. With good transitions, set pieces, so we had to be on our toes, but my, my team did that today and uh, they showed a, a lot of quality. Um, with three good goals, really good football goals, uh, good combination play and, and good other chances also, we could have scored more. Fair play. I mean, there's nothing you can argue with there. He has uh, paid respect to uh, Kilmarnock because of the results they've had against Rangers. Two wins over Celtic, one win over Rangers. Uh, but his team played the better football. End of story. I think it was all about the three points today, Hugh. The reaction after the disappointment at the weekend and the, the Celtic fixture. They had to get back to winning ways. They had to, you know, they were playing first, get the three points on the board, put a little bit of pressure on Celtic. It's certainly not working with the way Celtic are playing in Paisley tonight. But... Um, in front of their home fans I know that one or two of the callers That were at the game Didn't say it was pretty But it was all the timing of the goals And the introduction of the new signing as well So uh, it's been it's been a decent day for uh, Clermont and Rangers I always thought it was a dangerous game for Rangers Coming off the back of that defeat at Celtic Park Against a Kilmarnock side Very well organised But with players that could hurt you At the top end of the pitch as well and it almost, almost went against him um, when killing Mr Chance. But Rangers did create enough in the first ha- half and did probably deserve to go in at the break. Um, we didn't. Uh, Derek McInnes will be aggrieved it was 2-0 because the game's gone in. But to be fair, his team came back out. But the most impressive thing was getting the goal after that uh, penalty went in against them because that settled the nerves again. And after that, they should have added to it. Todd Cantwell should have scored again. Um, and to get players back from injury, huge bonus. So they'll go into the, the break, knowing what they have to do. Um, the interesting thing is signings. I wonder who Clement will bring in and if they'll be in for the, the start of the league resuming again. Well, Rangers fans, get your thoughts in there. We'll keep you up to speed on anything you need to know before the second half starts in Paisley. Let's bring in Graham, who's a Rangers fan. How's it going, Graham? Hi, good evening. Well, happy new year to you all. Same to you, Graham. What stood out today for you? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and uh, talk about Yilmaz, actually. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really mentioning him. I actually thought he had a really good game at Parkhead, and I thought today he was outstanding. Um, I know that Barisic is out with an injury at the moment, but I'd quite like to make the case for the fact that it's really his shirt to lose now. Um, I think the, the main thing Barisic always brought to the table was his crossing ability, but actually, you know, Yilmaz's crosses today were, were pretty spectacular, I thought, um, and I think he's actually um, starting to kind of develop that part of his game. Um, he's just really high in confidence as well, I think, so... Uh, just wondering what Andy thinks about that. Well, it's one of the things me and Daz disagree on. Um, he, well, he'll speak for himself, but I think he's going to say he prefers Barisic and he should play. I've said for a, a while now, Yilmaz looks to be better defensively and just gives you more 
Um, now I get the Barisic argument uh, and Graham's right in the final third his delivery is great when he gets here but the games I've seen Neil Mars coming in and Graham's right today I think he got man of the match today he was impressive an assist today so yeah I, I would agree with yeah. that I'd be very harsh to come back and Neil Mars is at the team but look, who knows if Clement fancies Barisic more I don't think he's doing himself any harm the way he's playing his performances Um Obviously, Graham was at the game today and, and recognised he had a, a terrific game. You've got to say, man, a match. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting when everybody's fit and we return to the the the, comp, the, comp, the obviously the games and competitive games. And when the big games come up, who the manager sees as the number one left back. But Yilmaz, it's taking a time. We had a few injuries. Barisic was obviously number one. But you've got to sit there, you've got to be patient, you've got to mm-hmm. wait for your chance, and he's certainly grasping it. I mean, that is four games in a row now for Yilmaz. Um, just hold that thought, Graham, because I do want to discuss more, but very quickly, Andrew, any changes at the break? No, no changes in personnel for either side. You'd expect Brendan Rodgers will be hoping that his side will put their foot to the floor now. They want to go into that winter break and style up against 10 men, of course, for this second half. If they can start the second half, how they started the first half, I'm sure he'll be a very happy man. As for St Mirren, no changes either. You just wondered what they would do up front. Mikael Mandron, is it the most mobile up there without Tuyosi Olasanya? Maybe he'll just be tasked with trying to hold the ball up and bring others into play, but it should be a tough Tough 45 minutes for St Mirren. We bar back underway. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. From prescription deliveries to health vaccines and everything in between. There we are, just getting the second half started there, which is a bit of a strange schedule for us on a Tuesday night, certainly. It would be weird enough on a Saturday. Uh, so, Graham, here's what the manager, this may interest you because you've obviously phoned about Ridvan Yilmaz. This is what Philippe Clement had to say about him. I think it was uh, the best performance I saw from Ridvan until now. So, he's also one of the players who are growing. But I have to say that about a lot of players, if I compare with 11 weeks ago, how they played and how they are playing now, I see a lot of players who are, who are growing and, and that's the, the road we need to take. Well, certainly sounds like he was impressed, Graham. Yeah, I think he's right. I think that what he's saying is, is correct. He really is. He's taken the. I, I just like the fact that he's taken his chance. He's been given the shot. He's had, as, as Mark said, he's waited a long time. Um, he, he looks brave in the ball. That's sometimes what I think about Barisic. Sometimes if he faces up to somebody, and I'm not slating Barisic, I think he's a good player, but, you know, when he faces up to someone, we're, we're all urging him to take the guy on, but he'll, he'll generally turn back and make a square pass, whereas it looks like the advance full of confidence, and I think. You know, that's that's certainly a, a good um, percentage of your performance if you're a confident player. And I also think Barisic possibly could be a sellable asset for Rangers. That's somebody we could actually probably bring some money in for. Um, so it's something that maybe the boat need to think about as well. Yeah, I wonder if it's that old cliche about the break coming at a bad time for Red Van Yilmaz. Yeah. You know, if Rangers had another game at the weekend, another one next midweek, he probably stays in. You're then up exactly. at six games in a row and all that sort of stuff. It's almost like a bit of a... Maybe a clean slate after the break. The break is when people hit the reset button. And the reset button at Ibrox might involve Barisic being back in for the first league game after it ends. But those words from the manager must be music to the ears of Yomaz. Uh, he's waited a long time to gain the kind of acceptance that Graham and others have uh, shown in him. Uh, so he has to hope that 
those feelings are still applicable after the break end. Yeah, it's never nice when you you get back in the team. You've worked so hard, you've waited so long, and then all of a sudden it's holiday time, and you just want to keep rolling on. But like he'll just need to keep himself in top shape, and when they come back and they play their friendlies, hope that he's involved again and gets the opportunity to impress his manager. But I've always seen something in him. Um, and again, I'll go back defensively. I think he's more sound than Barisic. Maybe lacks with his delivery, but showed today that he's got the composure when he does get in and around the box to pick out the right targets. It's a good point, Graham. Thanks for bringing it up. That was Graham on the line. Second half underway in Paisley. Liam Scales has had a shot from outside the box. He was challenged just as he hit it. It's gone out for a corner. So Celtic, as you would expect, starting on the front foot. Not only are they two goals to the good, but they are a man to the good as well. Callum McGregor shot cannons off. A defender and Celtic are in here But maybe Greg Taylor could have Taken a shot at goal Tries to square it And it's cut out Good so, defending that I think from St Mirren actually Because I think Celtic worked out well Little pass fed through Cut across Bodies in the right place at the right time I think you're right Mark I think it was uh, very very good defending From St Mirren They'll have to be like that for the next 40 odd minutes because you would imagine Celtic will just keep coming and coming and champing that door to get this next goal, the third goal. Um, it was certainly the game's put to bed now, but it was certainly finish the game. Is that the contest? Are you sure? I'm <laughs> positive, not sure. I'm not he's, he's going for bold predictions. Yeah, in the I'm, not, I'm not messing about in 24. I've tried to counsel him against this, but he's his own man. Not everyone's as measured as you, Hugh Evans. We can no. all but hope 01419511025 if you want to look back on today's football. We've done that quite a bit about the Rangers game and I'm sure we'll continue to do so. I'll let you choose. Who would you like to hear from post-match? Derek Adams. Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. No, Aberdeen were better on us today. Um, I thought that um, the way that... Uh, well, they scored their goals. It was probably our fault because we didn't defend well enough. Um, but over the afternoon, you know, we haven't created enough openings uh, to score. We haven't worked a goalkeeper enough uh, around that uh, penalty area. And uh, over the afternoon, Aberdeen have deserved the three points. It wasn't tactically. It was just making errors. If you look at the goals quite clearly, you'll see that uh, the goals uh, we gave away were, were poor goals. And uh, when you do that, then... Um, there's nothing you can do uh, tactically other than put uh, 10 behind the ball. Ah, all a bit measured that, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, g- give us Martindale. <laughs> How's he after today? Uh, we'll get to him. But uh, Derek Adams, maybe, Hugh, you can't keep... Although, did you did you hear his one at the weekend? They had a bit of a pop at Gabriel, I think, your reporter. Yeah. He sort of came in and demanded that Gabriel told him what he thought of the game. Something uh, along those lines Right, I also saw um, Philippe Clement He did something similar uh, yeah. Swallow the reporter whole um, But um, Derek Adams made a rod for his own back A massive rod for his own back By saying Something that was palpably stupid And you, you have to live with that in Scotland Because fans and media alike Will not let you forget it there wasn't much place he could go with that interview there today. If Aberdeen were clearly better and it, was, it sounded like it was a walk in the park for them, it's, it's difficult for a manager to come out and say anything really earth-shattering, especially after what he's said in the last couple of weeks. So much to be expected. be interesting again to see how they recruit in the January window. It's another new manager. Will he get funds to strengthen? Will he loan players? 
because no doubt Ross County surely have to have ambitions of shooting up the league he, the big story of today really was the fact that Aberdeen won it though wasn't it yeah, rather than yeah. Ross County well, losing it if that r- makes sense relief for Barry Robson uh, he was under a bit of pressure I think if he'd have lost that today he was in real real trouble because a lot of the Aberdeen fans have turned against him but look you get them back on your side by climbing the league getting three points um, he'll get into the winter break a happier man and it gives them a bit of breathing space to go and work in so bit of a waste for Celtic their mark they get in a good area St Mirren down to 10 more space it's a really it's a simple cross for Alistair Johnson and he balloons it way over the head of everyone yeah. and out on the far side he's, he doesn't look as confident as he once was I'm a fan of him because of the way he started his Celtic career but I've got to say that's becoming more and more the norm this season what we just saw there you know poor delivery um, we've seen the first half we've been indecisive at times where he should have shot he's certainly suffering from a lack of form um, and maybe the break's just a good thing for him to go away and have a holiday and Try to recapture some of that in late January. You were talking about the big story of the day being Aberdeen winning. The big story of the day will be if Alison Johnson keeps a cross in the park. <laughs> um, but you know, Celtic, for all that they are two up, for all that they have a numerical advantage, it's all a bit labour intensive. And that attempt at goal from Louis Palmer, uh, well, it's ten to go. It's the new. He's trying to cut across. See if you played with Palmer, right? It'd be one of these so boys. Aye, yeah, done your nothing because he can produce something out the ordinary. But more often than not, he'll you know try a cross field pass that's never on, or he keeps trying to score from corners and hitting the first man or going too long. He would just frustrate you so much. But he's a match winner, and sometimes match winners are like that. But if it keeps happening, <laughs> then I'm sure his teammates are going to be on to him. Uh, 53 gone is very comfortable so far for Celtic, as you would expect. Two goals up and a man advantage as well. Keep your calls coming in on that or any of today's games. We can very much look back on those. We're here until seven tonight as well. I know that days and times get a bit all over the place at this stage in the year, but we're here until seven o'clock. Um, David Martindale who yes, said you wanted yeah, to hear Livy beaten again that. bottom of the league quite animated here there's no many at this point in time transferable assets in the change room is there there's not a lot there's a couple there's a couple but look where we are in the league I said so just take your agents they phone me in the third so the phone might go tomorrow I said because if you're not if you know what to outrun outfight and outwork and come into your work every day work extremely hard within that environment and then translate that on the part. I don't want you at the club. Don't be at the club. Just find another club. So the day, the day was a big ask on the players. And that, do you know what? I think they, they showed, they showed that they're up for the fight. They showed that they're up for the fight. And if I can bring another couple in, two, three, hopefully, bring three players in that are going to make us better, we'll have a right good chance of staying in this league. I've been an underdog most of my life. Most of my life. And you know what? If I get beat, I'll get beat going down swinging. I'll go down fighting and I'll take it on the chin. Oh, that's a good line. I like oh. that, Hugh. Let's touch of the Rockies about that one. But, uh, you know, it's becoming a bit of a habit now. See a defeat. Hear a moan. And, you know, we know that he doesn't have the, the greatest players and we know that he has no budget whatsoever to, to go shopping. But he sounds like a man who subconsciously knows the game's up. And, you know, he's 
having his say, but subconsciously he knows the game's up. I think I think he's tried every single thing in the manager's book, um, and nothing's working for him. He just seems like he's running out of ideas now, David. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's a terrific lad. Look, if he can bring in three players, like you said, they need to be really decent players if they're going to get out of this trouble. But I just think it's one one year too far for them. I think they're a certainty to be in the championship next year. I understand the way he goes about his business and the way he manages and the way he coaches and that fire in the belly and he really gets players up for it. And Livy teams in the past, they're hard to play against, looked like they were terrified to let their manager down, would run through a brick wall for them. Now it doesn't seem like that this season and the turning point is Hughes right when you continually come out and have a go at the players in the dressing room. I mean that first line saying about there's not many transferable players in the dressing room. <laughs> if I'm one of the players sitting in the dressing room, how uh, do you, you think I'm feeling about myself? Uh, I get what you mean, but when it, if he's saying like there are no good players in there or whatever, that would be really harsh, but they must know. Who, who at Livy's sitting there thinking... I could be sold for good money here. I, I, oh. I understand that. But what you don't want to hear is the guy who's know, trying to coach you and make you the best player <laughs> saying there's not many tracks. I know, so, that, that can mean a number of things, though, because you maybe take into account like age and contract status and all the rest of it. You, know, yeah. you could actually be good and still not be a good sellable asset. I don't know if you'd hear many managers say that about <laughs> I, I any of their players. Now, I know, Livy, it's a unique situation sometimes there, but. It's always risky. You can do it maybe once, come out and say, that wasn't on from the players and they've let me down and I'll take the blame every other time. I think when you're coming out in consecutive weeks and saying similar... But by his standards, that was quite gentle. When Davy Martindale took Livy to a cup final and was on News at 10, became a national figure, it was on the back of Davy Martindale saying, we're working a miracle here. Now he's decided that there's no miracles left and it it all sounds a bit bad-tempered now. Tame shot from Maeda. Celtic looked to add a third. Yang has come on. Who does Palma, he replace? Palma, Palma. Oh, Palma. I think they're making heavy weather of it now. Um, you know, it's 11 Celtic versus 10 St Mirren and they're making heavy weather of it. Hmm. Approaching the hour mark. More of your calls and the latest update from Paisley Nick. The fastest goals The expert's opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard If we take a break Celtic tend to score It's happened a couple of times tonight Greg Taylor has made it three It is a stunning ball over the top from Paulo Bernardo And an emphatic finish from Greg Taylor And now changes being made Gustav Lagerbielka is coming on We don't see much of him in league action um, But on he will come And Leah Labada will join him. So no return to action yet for Rio Hatati, but Mike Navrotsky's not played a lot of football recently. 62 minutes tonight, off he goes, and Celtic now three up, Mark. Well, starting with a goal, what a fantastic goal it was from a short corner, well worked, and Bernardo, who has certainly changed my mind over the last couple of weeks, plays an unbelievable pass. Hard for Greg Taylor, because it's coming over his shoulder, and it's a terrific finish. Um, so... Easy street for Celtic. Couple of changes. I wonder if Navrovsky's got an injury because why would you not just keep him on so and play ninety, 90 minutes? minutes. He's not going to play you know, a lot if you keep taking him off or you would keep you putting him in the stand. Skills off and giving him Aye, a break. Yeah, why not? because he's played so many games. They were signed as a pair. You would have thought. 
He must he must have a wee niggle or something and they just don't want to take the risk because you would try and play him 90 minutes for confidence. But I'm glad you said, Mark, as a former Celtic player, that uh, Bernardo has changed your mind the last few weeks because I maintain, up until he scored and had a good game against Dundee at Dens on Boxing Day, no one would have blinked an eyelid if he'd been allowed to go back to Portugal in in the January window, you know, wouldn't have been protests from the fans, but now he's beginning to show what somebody saw in him to bring him to Celtic. I've got to say, I think he's been excellent so far this afternoon. Um, you know, he sets up O'Reilly's goal, terrific play, and then that ball into Taylor is. Absolutely brilliant To be all credit to Taylor Who's come in for a little bit of criticism From some section of Celtic Do you think support? he's aware of that? Because he did the old fingers, fingers in the ears. ears That we've seen from David Turnbull already this season When the goal went in For sure he's aware of it And for sure that was the David Turnbull Signal to the crowd And players are quite entitled to that I think Fans leave players without a name They absolutely verbally abuse players And if they get a little bit back don't start booing and protesting at the player. Mm. Great name, Elvis Buomono's coming on uh-huh. for his St Mirren <laughs> debut. <laughs> he looks all shook up as well. Oh, that was my next It's not line. a great circumstance to make your debut 3-0 down no. and down to 10 men. Ryan Flynn is going to be the man going Mind off. Mind you, there's only one way you can go. You know, the, the, those that, that have been on the park have gone nowhere, so you can only make it look a wee bit better if you can. Sure. Um, and... Mikel Mandron off as well Jonah Ayunga comes on so tough end to this because the goals and to be fair even before that it's just been attack, attack, attack hasn't it? It's been a hard shift from St, uh, for St Man right from the first minute when Celtic scored uh, all of a sudden you think well it could be a long night and it certainly has been Celtic totally in control of the first half and then St Man mm. go down to 10 men got their third goal it's Really, how many that Celtic fancy tonight? Oh, look, Stephen Robinson will be desperate to forget this, but sometimes there's nothing you can do. You're playing Celtic; they're mm. probably better than you. They might win, but you've got like a checklist of things that you really don't want to do. Concede early, fifty seconds, go down to ten men. Happens before the end of the first half. That that becomes impossible. It's, really. an, it's an uphill task. Then uh, it's hard enough beating Celtic eleven v eleven, especially when they're coming off the confidence as a. Yang who looks lively yeah, when he's good, come on as well good running shot he has looked sharp hasn't he yeah yeah he's looked uh, very confident very positive and that's good signs for Celtic fans as well so it's been you've got to say up to just now it's been a, a very good productive night for Celtic I'd be surprised though Stephen Robertson of course you write off once you get the, the man sent off and you're two down you write the rest off because there's not much you can do there but I'd be surprised if he doesn't um, he isn't frustrated and angry with his own side I know Celtic have played well and you give them all the credit but you've seen the captain, Marcus Fraser, having a real go at players for not tracking runners. Oh, and I think those simple yeah. things, St Mirren got all wrong. And we know what he's like. He's hugely passionate. I think he would have been really disappointed with his team's input into that first half. More reaction coming into today's games. We have heard from a couple of managers already. Let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell. Motherwell were 2-1 up. Right at the death Drew to all against Hibs It could have been Back to back wins After getting their first win In 15 last week But here is Stuart Kettlewell Really disappointed Sitting in front of you just now um, Probably just for the point of view That 
we knew Hibs would have a lot of the game and we knew they would throw crosses into our box the pace and the threat that they carry um, they've got some good players so we knew we knew that was always going to be a thing but I probably just felt at that stage of the game I felt we were really really comfortable um, and I know sometimes that can be your Achilles heel but if I'm being honest with you I wasn't sure that there was another chance there I thought we'd kind of broke the back yet I thought that we were um, still carrying that wee bit of a threat in the counter attack ourselves um, and just moments before we score um, we've got the ball down in the corner and you're thinking that we're, we're managing this game pretty well and if I'm being honest with you we know the context of the game there's loads of incident in the game I think we're one clearance essentially away from three points today I think if young Georgie who's been great for us I think if he makes a good contact with the ball it's something I speak about all the time big surface areas and showing a bit of composure inside your box um, I think if he makes a good contact I think we probably go and get the three points well, fine margins there for, for managers who've been under pressure and he's just saying, you know, he didn't really see it coming. If one of his players just gets the right contact, he may have got away with something. But look, when you've went through a period like him and you looked at the fixtures coming up, um, you would have taken four points at the last two. So he must be pleased overall. Kyogo scores the goal of the season and misses a sitter. And misses one of the sitters of the season there. It's a gimme. And he's headed it wide. You wouldn't think that was possible, Dazzler? Yeah, it was a terrific ball in from Taylor. I think he's trying to be too cute with it. <laughs> yeah. he's, he is, isn't he? He's trying to be too cute with it, and he ends up, that is a poor, poor miss for a man that you were expecting the, the back in eight to balls. But going back to Motherwell there, look, if you'd have said beat Livingston and, and draw at Hibs, I totally understand frustration last minute, you know, giving away that three points. But Motherwell have done that to teams, you know, what four or five times this season? Um, so sometimes it comes back to bite you, yeah. but at least it's it's a positive going into the break. Well, like of course, if you run on the long run and it's only one mm. win in, in fifteen or whatever, but but actually, I don't know what would that be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight last eight games. You know, it's two defeats, five draws, one win. That's that's not bad. I mean, it's not brilliant, obviously, but it's. That's that's not a bad points tally. That points tally easy for me to say. Yeah, um, yeah. What what does that add up to? About nine points or something. Yeah, eight points and eight points out. Nah, of, maybe not then. That's rubbish. Out of I take it back. Mate. That's not great. No, no, I totally agree with you. No, 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 no. That was the last. Um, not out of forty-eight. The last sixteen games is one, yeah. one and six. No, but the point is right. See, once you've done that, once you've started that run, you can't now keep going. Oh well, it's only one win in fifteen because of course it is. Right, so <laughs> many you going down to there? Yeah, forget I that. What totally I'm saying understand. is, you can't just keep unless that unless they go on another long winless run. Mm. Like, of course, it's going to take a while for that X wins in well that amount of games. Exactly, to four better. points in six. That's the way. That's the way I would look at it for Stuart Kettlewell. And you've got to take it like that. You know, look, look at the, that run he's been on, and I'll always go back to the league position. Sitting in eighth, and if he'd just got over the line, he would have went level. Would have went level with mm. Dundee, yeah. Who we've all been saying are having a good season, and then just behind Hibs, he would have went. So those are the fine margins where you go. What a disastrous season, and that manager should lose his job. To within a week, hmm, it's not looking as bad as I, people thought. I would have, I would have taken four out the the, the six. To be honest with you. Um, I think today's was a difficult game I know they'll be disappointed But at least they're starting to go on the right track And I think they'll try and build on that uh, I think the break's coming at the right time for Motherwell uh, Significant change for Celtic fans Who'll be delighted to see Rio Hatati return 
Won't have him for long Because he's off to the Asia Cup Unlike Kyogo uh, And O who comes on Will be going there as well But nevertheless He's a very popular And effective player For Celtic Hugh And he's back Yeah the, the two goal scorers From the game against Rangers Go off Bernardo And Kyogo Um Hitati, although it's only a cameo appearance The fans would just be delighted to see him back in a jersey uh, O gets another chance to show that he can do something I still think there's a need for Celtic to bring in another striker in this January window But O gets the, the chance to see if he can make a difference um, Celtic will go into the break Top of the league obviously Mark, and if they can restart things with a fully fit um, Rio Hitati once he comes back from the Asia Cup that. I'm not going to dust off the like a new signing cliche But um, clearly he's been a very important player since he came to the club Well just injects quality into your squad And the same goes for Abada as well uh, And you look at Abada's goal contributions And uh, over the piece that he's been at the club is huge So you take him and Hitati who on last season's form Just made things tick I thought he was the best midfielder in the country uh, last season this season, I think it was a wee bit of a mixed bag. Remember, he didn't start the season. Um, Great Celtic, double save. Oh, what to save that? <laughs> to keep the goalkeeper. Keep out. Um, but, but, but to be fair, he also barely started this season. Did he? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So he's he, he's done very little this season. If you get him back fully fit, there's no doubt he walks into the, the side and he's back playing at the level he was last season. He will walk into any side. Um, so it's a real boost for Brendan Rodgers. Um, so the need for Lots of signings might not be there, but Hugh keeps going back to the four that he said he needed. Uh-huh. I just wonder if he, he will get the go-ahead for those. I think a big boost for him has been the form of Bernardo. I think that uh, yeah. Hugh was right. I think until the Dundee game, nobody would have blinked an eye if he left the club. But I think, and even today, for the six-odd minutes he was on, I thought he was excellent. So uh, maybe give Brendan Rodgers a little bit you know, thought to say, do I need to add in that? position because he's got Hatati coming back fit, you've got Bernardo in there, you've got good quality with McGregor and O'Reilly so I, I think Brendan Rodgers will be quite happy with a lot of the squad now It's lashing down in Paisley looks like a miserable night if you're a St Mirren fan, you've seen your side trail for pretty much the entirety of this game I've been down to 10 men for a, a while, this will be a forgettable night for the home side Mark Yeah it certainly will, we're seeing the opposite of the multi-ball here Matt O'Reilly actually having to wait for a corner kick wonder if St Mirren are just trying to slow things down oh it's down. a nice move as well and then mm. it's Matt O'Reilly who gets it wrong at the last minute from the set piece yeah but hugely disappointing for St Mirren but Celtic will be um, delighted at how they finish this period right David is a Rangers fan oh just lost him I thought we were going to get David on the line hold fire we'll try and get him back because remember the open line is here very rarely you can see a game and say of it that the home team were never in it. Yeah. And <laughs> St Mirren have. Well, that, no, that, that first 50 seconds were. Well, were you good. know, that, that's lack of professionalism. You know, we lose a goal in the first minute. I'm always telling people that. that and I'll tell Stephen Robinson next time I see him. But, uh, you know, the, the home team have never been in it. Uh, and Celtic are three up, but could be five, six, whatever. It's been murder, this mark, because, you like, to, I don't know To try and save some face You obviously want to go And get a goal But you just know That Celtic are Desperate for you To come on to them So that Yang And Abada And everyone else Can run on in behind Well that's it They've got plenty That are willing to do that And plenty With the quality To pick the passes That will unlock the door 
incredibly difficult side to play against when you've got 11 never mind 10 uh, again a slick pitch that the ball's moving quick <laughs> so you start committing bodies forward you could be on the end of a five easily here Hugh is right the goalkeeper has actually been in decent form as well made some good saves could be much worse Still 15 minutes to go You're just wanting your winter break to come now Yeah, Rio Hitati I think it takes a nick Goes out for a corner He lined one up from outside the box I think we've seen him do that A fair few times in his Celtic career St Mirren's only hope here is a postponement mm. <laughs> The way that's coming down Yeah <sighs> Not even get my brolly <laughs> That's fairly chucking it then Yeah yeah. It's going to be Going to be somewhat Home for you here Got to that stage of the game Where we're <laughs> Analysing the weather do that to me <laughs> Well you walked him And hugged me eh? that, that, that was I was around the corner oh, Two in the morning Honestly Like a young thing Oh yeah Wandering up the road at Hand two in hand Sing you away What were you singing? I got you babe Oh, <laughs> oh Lovely <laughs> I get you Superb Is that sunny and chill? Yeah <laughs> I like that. I like the, the idea that Hugh Keevens does those things. <laughs> oh, I, we have Calls a song. Wife, babe. We have a song. Which is? I get you, babe. No. Go He's on. He's not going to tell Go us. Go on. Oh, no, no. I, I, I sang it to my wife in the Grand Canal in Venice on a oh, river you, taxi. That's right. What song is it again? My Foolish Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Honestly. Oh, must be, oh, oh, I don't know how oh, Celtic has hasn't oh. scored the fourth year because Zach Hemming is. You know, They're very, waiting to be a break. Busy man. It's actually a good effort from what he gets yeah, across the yeah. front. Diving header, well saved. And then Double is it save. Yang on the rebound. I think it's a brave header as well because he's looked at Joe Hart and what happened to him first half. Now, that it was through no fault of anybody's. He's put his head in where, as, as an old former footballer used to say to me, where the noses get broke. Uh, and he got away with it. Good save from the goalkeeper. Alex Grieve, who at times is a good goal-scoring option coming off the bench for St Mirren. I'm not sure if he'll have many opportunities, mm. but he's replaced Caelan Boyd-Munce for the last 13 minutes sure. of normal time. It is one of those games you look at the manager and think, look down. Oh, Celtic now yeah. hit the post. Did that hit the post? Or yeah, did it go I think wide? so. I think, I think it was a, a Liam Scales scale. header. Definitely something he's got in his locker, Liam Scales. Outside that, the post, was it? Yeah. Yep. He's the only one at Celtic Park right now. He's a throwback to bygone days. Centre half comes up, and he's the only defender at Celtic Park that can do that regularly. Yeah, he scored an impressive one. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Was that against Livy? Was it? Yeah, at Celtic Park. Yeah, wasn't too dissimilar red. to that. Albeit he glanced at far post on that occasion. I think didn't he? Yeah. But there's one in the running, you know, I, I think we can all agree, Matt Riley's probably saying that, but Liam Scales, who would have seen him yeah. playing any part in a Celtic side, never ah, mind being what, a, a, an outstanding... What you're telling me is that when we do our half-season awards to fill a quiet winter break next week, you want me to create a category. surprise of the season category? Mm. And that should be in the end okay. of season awards, because... What, most improved? Most you want, improved. You want the PFA to, ah, to bring in improved. the most I, I used to get that I, as a kid, I, didn't I you? seen 2011 at Celtic, I think I might have been the running for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came into the side late and then... Who won it? The most impressive. No, I don't think it's not an award. Oh, right, I'm saying okay. there should have been an award. I, I still got in team of the year, though. So 
I'm telling you, you're going to need to get creative to fill this winter break. Couple of weeks of oh. top flight only, uh, no top flight, I should say. Need to get your thinking caps on. We will come back with more updates from Paisley next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 83 gone in Paisley Still St Mirren nil, Celtic 3 Mark Wilson I don't know how it's still 3 Celtic have had various Options at goal But a combination of Tame finishing And good goalkeeping And defensive blocks It does remain 3 Yeah I'll give the goalie credit Because he's made Some decent stops But there's no doubt Celtic should have uh, Done better with their finishing Abada The most recent one To have a couple of Opportunities that he should have done better Um yeah, amazing uh, Games like this Where it's just one-way traffic And that fourth goal Just won't go in I don't think Brendan Rodgers Will be too annoyed no. If you're Stephen Robinson You just want the Where shall they go? Winter break to start Hugh Keevans Yeah, and he's handy For the airport He might as well go over And get away right away um, Because it, I repeat Rarely do you see a game Where the home team Have never Ever been in it At any stage Of the game And the only Consolation for Stephen Robinson Is that it's 3-0 Celtic It could Could have been Conceivably 7 or 8 Yeah I can't I can't disagree with that A bit of combination Of poor finishing And terrific goalkeeping Um, But I think that When he looks At the the first part Of the season Stephen Robinson will be I know he's not been In great form We've got a terrific Result at Pittori But to be in fifth the Premier League going into the winter break. I think if you'd have said to him at the beginning of the season, that's the position you'll be at, he would have snapped your hand off for it. So as much as you'll be disappointed today, uh, overall, I think you'll look back and think, yep, yeah, it's been not a bad start to the season. Mm, hearts are up to third after that win at Livingston today, or since they started the day in third anyway, didn't they? But they've strengthened their hold on it. Here's what Stephen Naismith made of it. Pitch is rubbish, always going to be so. I'm really pleased with the performance because it's not a pitch that you're going to get any good football on. Um, it's a battle in these games. The way the ball bounces, that if you don't, if you let the ball bounce, you're in trouble defensively. And also the timing of your runs are, are most important in these games. I thought first half they get the better of the fight. They were picking up second balls. We played deeper. Second half we were much better at that part. And then we had our bits of quality. Um, when we made our runs at the right times and we played the right passes, we, we created chances. And I think that was. You work every day about the main things you want to be as a team. When you're playing pitches like this, it can't, you, can, you can get sucked into going, but we do this, and I don't think you can. It's not worth the risk for me. Um, and one of the biggest criticisms was our away form in previous years. It's another game where we look like the team that's going to win. We then get ahead in the game, we manage it well, we even get the setback of the penalty. I've played in the Hearts teams that crumble at that point. It's a big improvement. I like that. No diplomacy. <laughs> the pitch is rubbish. Andy's correct. And, uh, you know, with all respect to David Martindale and Livingston, their pitch and Kilmarnock's pitch are anti football. Stephen Aisman said it there. You can't play football on those pitches and you won't be at Livingston next season because they'll be down in the championship and Kilmarnock are changing theirs to grass so he has put it as firmly as a man can and Stephen Naismith is quite right the pitch is rubbish 
And his team had to rise above it As all teams who go there have to do You've got to like Lauren Shanklin style He's got seven goals in his last six games But he started missing penalties Just to make it a bit more interesting He's missed one today One in the derby last week And still got seven in his last six Well he's just a player in form Apart from taking penalties That's for sure uh, Range of finishing is incredible um, It goes to show you Penalty kicks aren't as easy as people make out 12 yards and put it in the back of the net You see top players missing them And he's certainly a top player at this minute Now I'll be surprised Hugely surprised if Shankland is still a Hearts player By the end of January David Friel was saying earlier on I don't think he's in any rush If I'm Shankland at the age I'm I know I've got a contract but I am in a rush He's never been as Hot in his career yeah. as he is now. You've he's got a, to strike yeah. you when you're hot. He's had to. He's had to build a career. He's been at so many clubs. No one speaks or spoke about him back then the way they do today. So this is his big chance in life. It's either a, a bigger club than Hearts, or it's a bumper contract at Hearts, which reflects his status as chief goalscorer, club captain, and only hope. But even at that, Hugh, a bigger contract, I think when you're at his stage, I think he'll be well paid anyway. But what is the wage cap at Hearts? Of yeah. course it'll be decent, but you want to go to a club that's... But it might be difficult be because successful. can Hearts command a fee for him that's more than what him staying and qualifying for the group stages of Europe might be worth? Then that, that's going to yeah. be a tough bit for but him. That's a tough bit, or they let him run down his contract until the following year and he leaves for nothing. It's a gamble that all clubs have to face, and how the player reacts to that. Now, I'm not for one saying that Shanklin would down tools and throw the toys out the pram, but if you're him and you're hot and you've got the Euros coming up and you've got genuine interest from teams who have got an opportunity to give you silverware and progression in European football, then believe me, you're saying to your agent, Let's exercise, you know, all options here. But you know, things it's a difficult. I, I totally agree with you. If I'm Shanklin, I'm looking at twenty-eight. This is my big money move. This is the one that seals the deal for me. I'm, I'm in bang on forum, scoring goals. People want me, but it's a problem for Hearts. As Celtic just missed chance I after chance. Yeah. Chances How Alistair Johnson hasn't <laughs> found the back in it is incredible. I must have taught him that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is just chance after chance. It's Greg Taylor this time across the face. Oh, just trying to flick it around the corner. Johnson just moments before St. Mirren players just desperate to go off the pitch now. Yeah, we're almost there, almost there in Paisley. We have stayed on to see out the conclusion of this game. Um, but we're only here for another. Six minutes or so So we'll just about get the end of this game squeezed in But it is certainly going to be a Celtic win Probably by three Maybe they can grab another In the last minutes of additional time I suppose at the end of the day Celtic's task Was to take the five point gap Back up to eight Following Rangers win against Kilmarnock That has been achieved And then some Um, So Brendan Rodgers In that regard Will be Happy with his day Never mind his day I think the past What 10, ten days Or maybe two weeks Since that loss At home to Hearts The pressure was on It was really on For him And he had to negotiate Livingston Dundee Rangers And away to St Mirren And you highlighted it Hugh You know after, Right after the Rangers game That This was a tricky game For Celtic And they needed to get The job done They've done it four times When the pressure was on And they can go away Regroup 
maybe sign players and come back stronger. Feels like Yang's looked really sharp, Gordon. Oh, yeah. Is, is that the challenge for him? I feel like he maybe has actually done that in a couple of sub appearances, but maybe to to turn that into starts and you know really impacting games. Yeah, he's he's been very positive tonight, which I, I like to see. He's come on the pitch every time he gets the ball. Yes, we've looked at one occasion where he ran the ball just right out of the pitch, but. I would much rather have that I'd much rather have my, my wide player Especially with pace and trickery Going at defenders Causing them problems And he's certainly achieved that the, This afternoon when he's come on Because I think he's looked very lively indeed Yeah, three additional minutes We've already played One and a half of those So I think It's safe to say It's pretty much going to end this way As Matt O'Reilly tried to put a cross in He's not happy with it Very high And into the goalkeeper's arms very high expectations of himself there I mean two minutes to go here before the winter break he's been arguably the best player of the season and still not happy with himself for misplacing a cross but that's the standards you need if you're going to be a success at that club big fascination of the window what if someone comes in for Matt O'Reilly what do Celtic do Depends on the money How much? Yeah, yeah, Inter Milan Was it a couple of weeks ago that were reported interest but did I not read that was a, a loan move where a yeah. Potential to buy Surely Celtic wouldn't be no, interested no, 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 no. Excellent from Yang He's twisting and turning oh. And it just will not fall For a Celtic player in the box St Mirren still to be fair Defending for their lives Despite being 3-0 down So well done to them For sticking at it Can't be easy down to 10 men But it has had a Sort of training game Feel to it Matt O'Reilly has a shot blocked It is just constant Yeah um, And again This will go into the goalkeeper's arms And that probably will be that He is going to waste time at 3-0 down Because you just have to now Don't you It's one of those <laughs> nights He's been great Actually Today I mean made some good saves it's, it's The other players in front of him That's let him down It's not much he could have done About the goals He almost got to Maeda's And O'Reilly's One went through his legs But he's made some good stops Yeah So Miriam won't get A, a thousand like this For a long time um, And As I say In that regard Brendan Rodgers Has to be pleased Uh the, the mid-winter break now comes along There will be a short intermission And when we come back It really will be the big picture Because there aren't that many games left And there is no margin for error And it's over mm. It is done in Paisley Celtic have won by three goals to nil It does restore their lead at the top And on we go into that winter Break Rangers have the two games in hand They will be played at a later date But as far as things go Mark Wilson How is that to round it off? Well A perfect way to end a week Where Celtic defeat Rangers With an impressive performance But back it up With an even more important performance Against a St Mirren side That on paper looked tricky But they got off to the perfect start And took all three points pretty convincingly So there we are The final game of the first set of fixtures in 2024 is done Celtic win it, it's been quite the day Rangers winning, getting back to winning ways A debut for Fabio Silva Important wins for the likes of Hearts and Aberdeen A share of the spoils between Hibs and Motherwell As Livy's woes continue And just when we were starting to get into the groove The Premiership does go on its winter break But do not worry Clyde One Super Scoreboard is always here for you We will be back tonight, tomorrow night from 6 With Roger Hanna and Kenny 
Miller look forward to that one in the meantime you can stay right there thanks for listening today thanks to the guys in the studio and the top team round the grounds enjoy your night I know lots of you will be back at work tomorrow maybe that sense of routine is back you can make sure you tune in to us from 6 and Lindsay Gibson is up next Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. Why call your insurance? Let Robert take away the hassle.